0: In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's
1: Drew. In the Lab is oh so sweet. Coming off of a 53-point outburst. Drew Doherty talking with my good pal, John Harris. John, what's going on? 53 points is good. You know, I, I thought about this. It was the second most points
0: scored in a Texans game, or yep. for the for the Texans. Yep. The first was
1: Tennessee in 2017, scored yeah. 57, right? Mm-hmm. It's the only two times in Texans history that they've scored 50 points. Both come with Deshaun under center.
0: And both of them included, I think it was the last score on the day for both, a pick six. How about that? Dylan Cole had his pick that's six. That's right, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then Deshaun uh, Gibson had his the other day. That's so right. Interesting that you scored that many points, and yet, both of them are capped off by the defense. And I thought, Drew, 32 points, I know people look at it and go, "Ah, eh, 32 points, that's a lot. I felt the defense played pretty well.
1: Yeah, well, hold on. Hold that thought, okay? Okay, I'll because hold that Because we're not going to talk a lot about Deshaun Watson today. We're not going to talk a lot about Will Fuller today, although they both deserve it, but a lot of others have been talking about that. Here's what's going on. We're going to discuss, as John mentioned, the pass rush. Yep. We're also going to discuss the tight ends. And then we're going to wrap things up with the cream of the crop, where Fuller and Watson have a very good chance of sneaking back in. So it's going to be a fun, fun show. And let's start, John, with the pass rush. Because I've got a fun little stat, courtesy of Texas PR. Okay, cool. They have as many sacks through week five as the 2011 and the 2012 teams each did. So through week five. And think about those two teams. The two probably best teams that the Texans have had. Yeah. Um. You could maybe throw last year's team in win total wise, but I think most agree that the 11 group and the 12 group to the best ever. Yeah. Now think about the 12 group. Mm-hmm. Through the first five weeks of the season, JJ Watt was starting to erupt. Yep. But that was still Brian Cushing's defense through the first five. Now right. it ended in week five on Monday Night Football when he right. he wrecked Ooh, his good knee. Point, yeah. and, and well, I say he wrecked his knee. Matt Slauson dove into his knee. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um. This was still Brian Cushing's defense. He ran the show. He was the straw that stirred the drink. He was an excellent player. Right. And those were two of the best defenses you've had in team history. Now, after that week five, there was a precipitous drop for the defense of right. that, that unit. And then, Now, they got by in other ways, but they didn't have the same teeth that they had with Brian Cushing. As a group. As, as a, a group, group, yeah. As a, as group. a group, yeah. J.J. Watt did, but as a group, right. they did not. Now, what we're seeing this year, though is a balanced unit up front getting after the passer. You still got your star in J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt. You got Whitney Merciless doing great things. Right. But you're getting contributions on the inside that you didn't really see before, and you've got a rugged, really fast linebacking core Ooh. there in the middle. That John, I mean, this you give up 32 points, but when you score 53, I mean, that's okay. That's but you okay. gave
0: up seven off the muff punt.
1: That's right, and you score. Your defense scores, too. Yeah. I mean, this is big.
0: Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, I'm, it's The linebacking crew is something that you and I have talked about often, and I have bristled at those in some sense that have not given Zach Cunningham the credit that he deserves for the way that he plays. And I, I go back to being out in L.A. We were talking to – Daniel Jeremiah, I was uh-huh. talking down on the field, and the very first name when we kind of got to talking about each team. DJ's a big fan. We talked to – I talked to DJ, and he just said, Zach Cunningham has really turned into a player. Uh-huh. You know, that's a guy that studies, watching. he knows, and we, we know. I just have always felt like Zach gives his team such a different dimension on the defense. hmm But when you go back and talk about the pass rush, there was something that happened the other day that I've – rarely seen, if ever. And it happened, I'm trying to think it was probably in the third quarter. I think Texans taking the lead, so now they're just rushing. Maybe the fourth quarter. They're just rushing and rushing and I mean up front they're they're not playing the run. They're just pinning their ears back. Like it's tiring. I remember talking to Whitney after the game out in LA and he was just gassed. They'd rush like twelve straight times. I mean that that's tiring. So JJ had rushed like three or four times and was just kinda gassed he needed a break. In years past I had never seen DJ Reader be the guy that goes in to either replace Watt or replace the guy that's moving out to replace Watt. So sometimes they would have a guy on the inside that might move outside to replace Watt, and then Reader would go place the guy on the inside. But Reader came into the game mm-hmm. on third down, and
1: I was—it was—it was different because he's not just a nose tackle; right. he is a nose tackle. If you
0: call DJ Reader a nose tackle, a you lineman. need to be punched right yeah. in the nose
1: because you take nose tackles out.
0: He can do anything on the defensive line, and the thing that really has improved is his pass rush. Mm -hmm. He has improved his ability to get to the quarterback, hence two-and-a-half sacks through five games, his career high. He had Mm -hmm. two last year, and he got those in one game against Tom Brady, and then he didn't have any the rest of the year. But you can see his pass rush game because he obviously has the bull rush because he's so powerful, but he's working his hands really well. He's getting loose. From that, he's using the hands to get loose from uh, blockers and get to the quarterback. And I felt it was it was fitting in some sense that the sack that DJ had, JJ got to Ryan first, but then Reader cleaned it up. And I say it's fitting because there have been at least two times where Whitney, Whitney's come up with sacks mm-hmm. where DJ has pushed the quarterback off the spot. Right, got him in, but it's Whitney it. who's yeah. gotten the sack. And so this was one where Watt pushed him off the spot moved up reader got off his guy and got the sack so it was sort of fitting because i do think dj could have had a couple other sacks to go with it but then it was whitney who ended up getting there as a result this one what helping reader because reader helps Watt so often but i just love his contribution in particular but they can just run a lot of different pass rush combinations out there which is what i really like
1: it's been fun to watch it's been fun to see the balance it's i love seeing you know you you talk about Watt comes out, Reader comes in. In years past, Watt goes out, numbers drop, yeah. productivity drops. Significantly you're able to yeah. he did, And he didn't come out much. Right. You know, like, and so that might have helped gas him a little bit more. Right. So this is – I like this. You're maybe even preserving him for later in the season. No question. That's a great point. And ramping it up you know, for, for what might happen there. All right. I want to talk about the tight ends, but before I do, I've got to remind you about Redbox because post-game entertainment starts with Redbox. They get the newest movies fresh from the theater starting at just $1.75 a night. And for $3 a night, try the hottest video games for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Go to the box at your favorite retailers or stream new movies instantly on demand. Get together with family, friends, the crew, or whoever and make it a movie night. Make tonight a Redbox night. All right, now you know me, man. Uh in terms of football things and stats and oddities, you could probably say I have like little fetishes for turnover <laughs> differential. I'm a yes. weirdo in that regard. We get
0: an email every Monday.
1: It's my thing. Yeah. Um and this offseason I think I've probably veered over into that area with the tight ends. Yeah. Because I was very excited about what Akins. And Thomas, we're going to bring to the table. Yep. And so far, one of them's brought quite a bit, and we'll see what Thomas does if when he comes back off of injured reserve. I do right. think he has a, a bright future. But the Texans in March signed Darren Fells. It happened late in the afternoon at night. I can't remember what day exactly. Yeah. And I I saw it, and you know I saw the reports, and they they signed a blocking tight end. I was like, okay, well, nice. Maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be the third guy if if he makes this right. roster. Right. Right. Come in the next day, I do a lot of research on this guy. I look at what he's done. And the thing that stood out to me was the previous four years, he had a combined 10 touchdown catches. Right. No Texans tight end since Owen Daniels had had that sort of production. And I'm not saying that's like he's a touchdown geyser. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but <laughs> all right. think of all the guys that have played here since Owen left tw- after the 2013 season. Yeah. You had Fedorowicz. You had Ryan Griffin. It's Stephen Steven Anderson, mm-hmm. a few others that sprinkled in yeah, and out. Yeah, Garrett Graham. Garrett Graham. None of them did any of that. So this is a guy who can block. And what did we need to see upgraded off, off of the last season? You need to see better blocking. Right. Better pass protection as a whole, which involves everyone, but you needed better blocking mm-hmm. from the tight end spot. But what did you also want to see? More weapons for Deshaun Watson in the red zone. You got the greatest of all time right there in DeAndre Hopkins. He's awesome. Right. You got Will Fuller coming back. You think that's going to be good? So let's sprinkle in some other things. And Fells, nobody nobody said much about it, but the six foot seven inch frame, you saw it come into play on Sunday. Him holding the ball over the (laughs) and that wasn't like a he wasn't playing you know bullying Lily Puchin kid. I mean he was playing an NFL grown man. Right. He did that over this guy. This is beautiful. Because it gives you, and you and I have gone over this at least four or five times on this podcast, it gives Bill O'Brien and the offensive play callers, Tim Kelly, Deshaun Watson, so many options. I mean, so many options because it's one more weapon. And he's really, he's both. He's a weapon and protection. He's sword and shield, which yeah. we, we, we discussed. That's one of the main thrusts of this organization over the last two years, getting Watson protection and getting in weapons. On Will Fuller's second
0: touchdown, the deep, the deep throw into the mm-hmm. end zone. Fells stays in the block. And Alan Bailey, who's a good 300 pounds, yep. I mean, stout dude, he's over there rushing off his left, offense's right, and Fells was a tight end on that side. So there are only three guys rushing. And so as a rusher, you'd probably try and find, okay, I'm going to take the better matchup. And he looks and he's like, I got Titus Howard a rookie and I got a tight end. I'm going to go against this tight end, essentially. So he contacts Howard and then he, Moves off Howard to get the and Fells just locked him up. Yeah, just locked him up. He's in, called in himself pass protection.
1: He's called himself jokingly. Fells has he said, "I'm a left left tackle. Right. I'm a right right tackle."
0: So here's what I what I mean. You know I love that part, but I was standing in the south end zone. I was standing down in the end zone because the Texans were down there. They're on about the eight yard line, and we go empty. And Fells is out to the I believe we we're going to empty. And Fels is out to the right side. I think he's the number two wide receiver out there, if I remember correctly. I think there was a guy inside. I can't remember. But he was either two or three. So he's inside, which is where you tip, a tight end will be. And as I'm looking at the formation, I see that Devondre Campbell, the linebacker, who's a pretty good athlete, but he's on Fels. And I'm thinking, well, that might be a good spot, but Deshaun's going to have to just, he's going to to stick it. <laughs> Fells runs at Campbell and acts like he's going to run to the flat. Campbell steps outside and Fells sees it and goes right back inside. And as soon as he goes back inside, Deshaun throws a laser and hits him. And it was such a good route. And you look at Fells and you're like, "That's a big body tight end. You can you get it open with strength." That was getting open with quickness. And then, which he's got. The one thing that that he did, and and. We, sh- we shouldn't have – I didn't really poo-poo his receiving skills, but I focused more on his blocking.
1: Yeah, yeah. Naturally, because, I mean, he 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 talks about it first. Others describe right. him as a blocking tight end first. And
0: he's really good he's, yeah. as a pass protector, and that was really honestly what we needed, mm-hmm. I felt like. At that position in particular, I really felt like we needed that because we got Hopkins, we got Fuller, we had QT coming back, we had Akins and Thomas. When we had things covered, we just needed somebody to protect Deshaun. But then all of a sudden in training camp, we started seeing Darren Fells like, boy, Watson's gone to Fells a lot today. Mm-hmm. There was one day in training camp, it was like third or fourth day. Fells had like two or three drops. I was like, uh oh. And then he went right back to being as good leviathan. as he had
1: been. is a You just throw it his way, he's going to be there. He's going ha- he's to he's, have a chance to catch it. He's caught everything since.
0: Uh-huh. He's got three touchdowns, which is tied for the team leading touchdowns. Mm-hmm. How about that? He's tied for the team leading touchdowns. And it goes back to your point that you said. He scored a bunch of touchdowns in the last four years for the teams he was playing for. Thank God the Browns are like, no, 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 no. we're going to go with David Njoku, which, look, if you're the Browns, he's you, good. David but, Njoku's good.
1: But what do they have now, a deficit at tight end other than right. Njoku? Because Njoku's
0: hurt. Yeah. So they don't really have an option. And even to, with
1: him healthy, they still, you know, I mean, they're lacking there.
0: And so when Darren Fells was signed, I remember thinking leadership and pass protection. And whatever you get out of him as a receiver is a bonus. And now, fast forward through week five of this season, you look at it and go, teams better figure out what to do with him. Because if you keep putting a linebacker on him, Deshaun's going to throw to him all day long. Yeah, hit him mind. And and what I love about this is that out in L.A., it was Aikens.
1: Well, I I wanted to segue into him, too.
0: And he, you know, Aikens didn't have a huge game, but made a huge third-down catch, and then nearly ran that dude over. He's, like, running by me, and I I saw him, and I was like, Run his ass over. I mean, like, that's what I screamed. He punished that. Akins oh, this
1: week punished this guy. on. I mean, just absolutely face-pressed oh, him. It was, drove him into the ground. And it you, was awesome. Think about it. So three touchdowns this season for Fells. Akins has a pair. Right. You've already surpassed what the tight end group as a whole yeah. did last year touchdown-wise. And we're five games into the year.
0: That number of five, I know in 16, Fedorowicz and Griffin – I know they had touchdowns that year, but they didn't have a lot. No. They, had, they had a good number of catches combined. It's I think it was most, like 110.
1: Yeah, it's the most as a tight end group that the franchise had ever had.
0: Right. So they, they had a lot of receptions. Now, that 2016 team just didn't it, score a lot. So I know they didn't have a lot of touchdowns. So five touchdowns from the tight ends in five games, mind you. Yeah. I mean, on pace, guy would tell you that's 16 touchdowns for the tight ends this year. I mean, that would just.
1: Well, and think about that would, it.
0: Crush records.
1: It's not gonna. It's not gonna be like this every week. But in the game that we just saw, because you had so many explosive plays, you scored quicker. So you didn't have as many opportunities for some of the the tight. You didn't have as many for like Akins, because you know Fuller's going for thirty some. You know, and he's he's catching these tight ends. So that's gonna rise a little bit. Yeah. Because I mean, as great as Fells played, I still think you and I would agree. Aikens is the, your, your number one guy at tight end. He's mm-hmm. your number one option there. Yep. So, it's just – I mean, it's beautiful having all these weapons for Deshaun. And, oh, I think Kenny Stills might be back this week.
0: Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> you said – And he's not
1: tight end, mind you, but he's, he might be back this week. Sword and Shields, a bunch yeah. of swords.
0: Looking at 2016 stats, uh, Fedorowicz had four touchdowns, Griffin had two, and Steven Anderson one. So, that was seven, right. and I, that's probably the highest the tight ends have had in – Probably a long time, if ever. Yeah. And they ended up with a 100- hundred
1: I'd have to look at Owens, maybe like is 08. Yeah. He was on pace in 09. He was ripping it up before his, his uh, ACL tour. And then he had, I think, 11, he was the, the team leader in, in receiving just because that was your Dre was out, in and out of the lineup. So, yeah, they're, you got to look at his. But I, as a group, they've not been this explosive. They've not been this productive. And they haven't blocked this well collectively.
0: Yeah. 08. Owen Daniels had 70 catches. Tremendous season. Two touchdowns.
1: What did Dreesen do? That year? Zero touchdowns. Okay. 11 receptions. Huh. See, Dreesen got used more as the years went on. Yeah, he did. Offense. He was good.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I was always a big fan of Dreesen. It was just... It was always... A, oh, man. Colorado State players. Colorado State players and tight ends. So, in 2009... Uh, man, Jacoby Jones had six receiving touchdowns in 0-9. How about yeah. that? Uh, Owen had five. That was he in had five in 2009. Mm-hmm. Dreesen had one. Uh, was there any other tight ends? No, it was those two. Oh, Casey. Casey had zero. Anthony Hill got on the field for one reception. I don't even know if I remember that, but
1: Anthony was five. A good body, yeah,
0: five for uh, Daniels, one for Dreesen, So that's six. I'd venture a guess, Drew, and say that that seven that the tight ends scored in 2016 is probably the team high.
1: Good chance that falls this year.
0: They're five and five games. Yeah. With Kali Waring and Jordan Thomas on IR, if you need them, yeah. If you need them,
1: and I mean those guys are good players. Kali's going to be a good player. Yeah. Jordan's a, well, Jordan, Jordan Legend in, in touchdowns last year with four.
0: Here's the thing I like about about Fells too. Going back to Fells, and I mentioned it a little bit leadership, just. His way is, I would imagine that is very, very helpful for what is still a pretty young offense.
1: Very calm, yet easy going. Easy going. Been in the league for five, six years now. Before that, played and, four years of, a, of professional basketball. He's seen the world. Yeah. And the He's same for Akins. Yeah. The same
0: for Akins. I mean, you look at. Pro look baseball at, player? Look at JT and you look at Collie Waring. Those are young dudes. Straight out of college. Boom, here you go. But Ake played baseball. Played in minor leagues for three years, I think it was, and uh-huh. then you had uh, Darren, who played basketball, just being a pro- learning how to be a professional. Yeah, learning how to be a professional. I mean, that's a that's such a big aspect, and you know, you neither know, one of them say a whole heck of a lot, but when you talk to them, that speaks volumes. I mean,
1: professionals it's been too really good. in very trying situations. the The sports they played were not as violent, right. in between the lines, but you know what? Off the field, traveling dealing with teammates yes. doing so internationally both of them were dealing with international guys right. you telling me that akins in minor league baseball wasn't having to deal with you know guys no from doubt. from latin american countries maybe some asian countries too right and then fells is overseas in europe south yeah, america all over the central place america, america. Europe, yeah. doing the same sort of thing it's really fascinating to see that and and see that dynamic because that is a very athletic position group yeah and it's been paying dividends for the texans I, Fells has been an excellent addition to this team, and it was a very quiet one yep. back in March when it happened. So that's one more, one more example of don't freak out when teams don't sign big-name free agents in March. I keep, mean, think about the keep guys. Keep your eyes on those second-wave signings because that's when you get some real productivity. To Sean Gibson, he scored a pick six, same deal. Wasn't a big-name free agent signing. Bradley Roby, not a big-name free agent signing. Bradley yep. Roby's been excellent yep. in the secondary for the Texans. All right, time for Cream of the Crop, Johnny. The Cream of the Crop.
0: Ooh, which you, one you want? Which one you want? It's, it's got to be
1: one of the other. I mean, you – All could, right, you, I'll go first. Could, I'll make it easy here, for wait, 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 you. Let's eliminate something. You could say the O-line collectively. They totally yeah. deserve cream of, the, cream of the Crop. Not going to do it this week. You could say DJ Reader for what he did. Say J.J. J. Watt. You Watt was incredible. Watt. You could go with Fells, who we just went with. Yeah. But, John, there's only two choices today. Mm-hmm.
0: Which one you want. I am going to go with one of my favorite college players to watch. I loved watching him at Notre Dame.
1: All right. Big Bill Fuller. Huh? I just
0: loved everything about it. One of my favorite plays, if you've never seen this, find this on YouTube. I think it's still out there. First play of the USC game in 2015. Adoree Jackson, who's now with the Titans. Will Fuller's out wide. He's looking at the, the ball to, to, for it to be snapped. And Adoree Jackson tries to get his attention. And Adore gets his attention, and then he reaches his hand across. They shake hands, and Fuller smokes right by him. Speed on speed. Smokes him. Deshaun Kaiser just lays one out there. Fuller runs under it. 80-yard touchdown to start the game against USC. And it's like, (laughs) it's so awesome. But he even said in his press conference, he's like, I was drafted here to take the heat off a hop. It took me a while, but I finally did it. I think he's done it before that in certain situations. I think we just want to see Will now take that and just, do it. Now, not just stay healthy. Not stay fourteen healthy. for two, seventeen and three touchdowns. Yeah, but can he have a day like Hopkins had? Seven for eighty-eight. He absolutely can do that. And when the field tilts to Hopkins, by and what I mean by that is the coverage starts rolling to Hopkins. J one two again on hot.
1: That's what happened Sunday.
0: You're going to get roasted.
1: And he still had seven catches for 88 I know. yards. Hopkins did.
0: That's a. You know what that is, Drew? That's a 112 catch season. For about 1,300 yards. (laughs) A little over 1,300 yards. And Fuller, 14 for two. I don't even want to tell you what on pace guy would tell you about that. But Will Fuller, to me, showed every aspect. Toughness Mm -hmm. with the run after the catch. Route running. The speed. And he was
1: showing that last year. He was showing all of that last year before the injury.
0: It was all coming before the injury. Bad luck. He said something else after the game, Drew, I thought was interesting. He said, yeah, I'm still doing work on my knee. It still gets stiff every now and again. And I start thinking... He did all that, he's not quite 100% yet. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a scary proposition for teams that have got to stop. So I'm going with Fighting Irish, Will Fuller.
1: I love it. Well, I'll go with Deshaun. There you go. As many incompletions as touchdown passes. Yep. And he threw a lot. 400-plus yards, five touchdowns. It was so much fun. You know what the best thing was? He got rid of it quickly. Yep. And that's, that's, I think, the main reason why you were able to see the success. Absolutely. He got rid of it quickly. Spread it around. He went deep. He went short. He ran the ball decisively, judiciously. And one time when he kind of was uh, running with his hair on fire when he dropped the ball, yeah, exactly. But he mixed it up. You know, he, he did it when he saw something he could grab, which I love. Mm-mm. And I just, that this is what we saw Sunday is what you and I dorked out about all offseason long. <laughs> Possibilities. This is what this possibly could do. Now we both know it's not going to be like this every week. We know that, but you also know the possibility of it happening is always going to be there because of who's under center, the guys around him now, and the things they can do and the variety of ways they can do it. I just can't wait because Stills will come back, and then it's like, who's who's which poison pill are you going to swallow, defense? Yep. Because you got to you got to focus on one. Yep. If you, I mean, I, just, I can't wait, John. Just This is going to be a fun one this week.
0: Yeah, this is uh, – I'm. oh, boy. I mean, just to be able to see those two guys in the field mm-hmm. against one another. I don't know if Tyreek Hill will play. My guess is that he's going to try after being off the field after the Chiefs only scored 13 points. But when Tyreek Hill has had a bad game, you know who's been covering him? Bradley Roby. Mm-hmm. You –
1: Wait, he plays for the Texans.
0: He plays play. for the Texans now. So how, Yeah, I, how, I can't wait. I, I just I feel again like the Chargers game. This is a prove it game. You go on the road, this team's four and one. I know just, just lost to the Colts. Oh, they're gonna be mad. They're gonna be mad. Well, guess what? The Texans are gonna be mad too. Going on the road, they got something to prove. Yeah. Everybody thinks the Chiefs are great. The Chiefs are favored by five or six points or whatever it is. But the Chiefs are gonna be banged up a little bit no matter what. And the Texans, yeah, everybody you got bumps and bruises and things like that. But This team can go on the road, plays relaxed. Sean gets rid of the football, and they protect him. Who's to say that the Texans aren't the better team that day? So, let's go find out.
1: What's the Sunday nighter? I can't remember.
0: Oh, Chargers and Steelers. A one and four team versus a two and three team. You should be able
1: to flex it. You should. I mean, this you should.
0: That yeah, that game. Now they just played Sunday night, so I know, and I know what they're thinking. Luck, Mahomes. Revenge, be able to battle, flex. and you know, rematch in Kansas City. Maybe have a cap right.
1: on how many teams can be on Sunday night, but you should flex it year round. You should, or season long. There should be an automatic
0: record flex. Yeah, like if you got two losing records, nope. <laughs> See ya. Get out. Yeah. Get out.
1: You're a Sunday nooner. See. There. Bye. All right, John. This is fun. I love doing it. After, let's do 50 points again. Okay. Let's do it. And another I love victory, it. and this has been in the lab. We will talk to you again very, very soon. Thanks.